Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How are you? Are you still a bit sleepy? I'm still a bit sleepy, but hey, I've been woken up by all the Meg stuff. Am I right? Oh, right. Meghan Markle. I, I was wondering what the hell you were talking about for a second. And I was like, is this the the the, the thing that he keeps running with in the news about like the ex-girlfriend? And I was, like, I was like, is that her name? But no, of course, you're referring to uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's shock interview uh, with Oprah Winfrey. Lol, no, I'm not. I watched The Meg last night with Jason <laughs> Statham. And how was it? Oh, my God, it's crap. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's uh, It really oscillates as well. Starts off as like exactly what I want, which is deep blue sea with a bigger shark and mm-hmm. Jason Statham. That's what I wanted. But then it has a really, really odd middle bit where they try and do the movie... Uh, What's the film where they're just in the middle of the ocean and they can't get back on the boat? There were two movies that came out like that. You know, yeah, the movie. like Deep Water. Adrift, I think one is called, and Deep Water, yes. Uh, they do that for half an hour. And then the final act is Jaws. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. oh totally. Yeah. But there's this film, like when it started, was like, hey, we're going to be Jaws. And um, I, I was watching what the, I was listening to a podcast. Is how did this get made? I think it's on the episode Deep Blue Sea, or maybe it's on another one. But it feels like every shark movie that comes out always feels like it has to be Jaws. And every time they try, it's mission not accomplished because no one ever manages to be Jaws. And like I think it's Rob Corddry who's on the episode. It's just like, how do we stand on shark films? Is it still just the one good one? That that's what we've we've got now. It's just the one good shark movie. I heard that in Rob Corddry's voice when he was <laughs> saying it. Actually, uh, yeah. Well, I you know I'll go to bat for the first and arguably second Sharknados, but yeah, the rest are guffins. Deep Blue Sea actually is a Deep masterpiece. Oh yeah, it's rad. so good. 
so so good and i <laughs> yeah. and i rewatched that in the cold cynical light of my late 20s not not as how it's meant to be consumed as a a sort of early adolescent boy when i first watched it but um i still loved it i still thought it was a oh, masterpiece yeah. i think it's so, very so funny great. Yeah, really good, actually. And I, I, if you haven't heard How Did This Get Made Before, I would recommend the episode Deep Blue Sea. Because it's not Rob Corddry, it's um, Paul F. Tompkins. Um, okay. And it's Paul F. Tompkins. And the, one of the writers of Deadpool, I think, is on the episode. And he's really, really funny. Like, it's a great episode. Mm. Um, so I would highly, highly recommend that. Did you, did you have your dominoes last night with your Meg? I Yeah, I did. Meg and dominoes. Both disappointing. You know, it's meant <gasps> oh, the mate. whole point. The whole point of modern capitalist food, fast food production, is that I want everything to taste the same. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, with my local Dominoes, sometimes with my local Dominoes, they just put a bit too much sauce in. And is that a bad thing? Well, you know, it can be. It can be too saucy. Oh, you like this though. We we tried the vegan chicken nuggets. Oh, oh, I didn't even know they were doing uh, vegan chicken nuggets. Are they? Yeah. Are they like? Because what, what I found with a lot of the uh, these huge corporations doing vegan options for things, you know, like um, uh, Greg's, you know, controversially had a um a sausage roll that was vegan and a steak bake that was vegan. And then KFC last year, pre-pandemic, were doing their burger. But actually, all three of them are just corn products. Like, So it's not, it's not like they have made a fake uh, meat, a meat alternative. They've just hired corn to supply them with some bits and bobs, and then they just put those into their stuff. So it's not usually great, because corn aren't the best for their meat replacement stuff. But how, how were the nugs? The nugs, well, I think the benefit of stuff like sausage rolls, chicken nuggets, is that it's toy food from the from the offset. Like the meat yes. version is not mm-hmm. a prime rib steak, is it? Absolutely it's not. A not. Sausage, rolls don't, sausage rolls don't taste like sausage, and chicken nuggets don't taste like chicken. Yeah, so they're very easy to reproduce in a weird play doughy like texture. Yeah, you, it's fine. basically just it's just the crumb on the outside that you're looking to replicate. That's where the that's where the taste comes from. Chicken on its own tastes of nothing, but you put some nice spices on it, and then it tastes of nice stuff. So my Monday recap can recommend vegan nuggets. Can partly recommend Domino's in a sort of latent area. The Meg I cannot, in good conscience, recommend. I thought it would be a so silly. It was good. It just was a bit crap near the end. Although, actually, no, I take that back because it is worth watching just for Jason Statham to walk into a meeting that he has no business being part of when they're discussing what this giant shark could be. And he just walks and goes, here's a Megalodon. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's Megalodon. The Megalodon. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He is something else. I love him. Well, let's get into the show itself. Let's talk about Raw, a show that I didn't love as much as I love Jason Statham. Thought it was just, it was a show, uh, but here it is. Sorry, just 
Is this work? Is this working? Let me get another mic. This this one's working. So what I wanted to say to you, Luke, is, you know, when I think about things about Raw, what what I'm trying to say is, at the end of the day, um, get your point out. Get your point out already. What do you want to say? Shane McMahon's brain is broken, and it's a work. I'm Mr. Davis, the cutest wrestling personality on the on the internet. Kawaii, watashiwa arubades, konnichiwa, ohaya gozaimasu. I'm joined. You, you said to me, <laughs> you said to me at the start of the stream, we need to go sixty minutes. I am going to keep you to time, so you spent thirty seconds pulling out a new it's kawaii. My new <laughs> it's my new gimmick. Kawaii, Kawaii, <laughs> cutest, cutest wrestling personality on the internet. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, hopefully, the show will still go the sixty-minute time limit that Ollie Davis has set for well, us. I, I can sum up this uh, this segment in ten minutes. In ten minutes, condensed down to a few. Uh, it was bonkers. It was weird, and it was all intentional, according to backstage reports from Sean Rossap. Uh, so what happened, if you ha have had the pleasure to not watch this episode, uh, the, a big bulk of the show was taken up with one promo from Shane McMahon, and a larger bulk was taken up with the surrounding story, which is his feud with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's angry with Shane. I don't really know why. They said some reasons. We'll jump into them. So Braun demanded an apology from Shane. Shane came down and then said, I'm sorry, getting right in Strowman's face. It wasn't, it wasn't a genuine apology. You know the sort. Shane walks off. <clears throat> Later on in the show, Shane decides to come down and do the complete opposite of that, which is do a long, rambly, never-ending promo that never got to the point, which was, you know, I, I, I sort of, I was like, okay, he's doing a heel thing. Kind of like when Chris Jericho returned and he would troll the fans by just doing the entrance. And like, yeah, just cheering and then walking out. Brilliant bit of uh, heel work there. The difference is Chris Jericho has something called charisma and acting talent, whereas Shane McMahon does not have enough of those uh, facets to make this kind of idea a success. And it just went on forever. He eventually called Braun Strowman stupid. And Braun Strowman chased him. Shane McMahon ran away, looked like he fled in a car. And Braun was like, oh, damn it, and just walked off like looking rubbish. And then Shane appears from presumably full sight of Braun and just goes, ha ha ha, he is stupid. Yeah. So last week, well, you know, the last couple of weeks, WWE thought, do you know what was really good 10 years ago? Uh, the Miz as champion. So we'll just, we'll do that again. And clearly Shane in the creative media was like, do you know what was good 21 years ago? My feud with the big show where I was doing uh -huh. the, which way did he go? Ho, 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 ho. Which way did he go? And they're just redoing that again. Only sort of there it worked because Shane was a punk. Shane was this punk kid because it was 21 years ago. Shane now is the same age as his dad was when his dad debuted the Mr. McMahon character. Oh. So... It doesn't work as well this much when he's being like, which way did he go? Ho, 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 the big dumb giants. And I don't think Shane is charismatic enough to carry this off. I genuinely thought this was a, a massive balls up because Shane was like, yeah, like the mic's working, but he's like, oh, can I get, can I get a new mic? Oh, 
can I get this mic? Can I get this mic? Oh, I need to check. Is, is this mic? Sorry. Is this mic working? And then spent a long portion of time just going like, <sighs> and we've seen Shane since he came back, forget promos. And he just sort of stands yeah. in the ring and just like looks like he's, you know, this lost sheep that is like, oh, I forgot what my point was. But this time it's by design. He forgot it on purpose. And it's according to Sean, it's because they're trying to make him the heel in this. We're not supposed to like Shane. So we are then excited to see Braun get his hands on him, which I think you can do without the Shane promo. You could just do the Shane doing the which way did he go? Ho, ho, ho. Like just doing that stuff without the need for this breathy promo of nothing. You sounded like a dog in heat when you were <laughs> making those exciting noises. A brawn, NBA book, management, sneakers, whatever the content of his promo was. I wasn't, I wasn't fully keeping up with it. I've seen a lot of people uh, think that, you know, Shane, people thought he was having health problems. Yeah, and usually right. be like, hey, man, that's that's a good performance. We had that not too long ago with Carlo Riley, pro wrestler, being so good at pro wrestling. People thought a beatdown was for real. So that's that's what wrestling's meant to be, right? Not in this case. This was us being concerned for Shane McMahon, the performer, not the character. And, you know, We've seen it. Like you said, we've seen him forget promos. We've seen him get incredibly sweaty just by <laughs> speaking on the mic. And here he was. He was just like covered in so nothing worked. The idea was bad. It's like WWE do this where they confuse people. I guess they've had it for so long with no real competition. They confuse actual genuine heat against characters that people will buy pay-per-views, tune into next week's episode to see get their comeuppance with people being really upset with crappy creative ideas. So they're like, oh, I know. We'll, we'll put on some bad telly because that will build the heat, right? But no. No, no, it'll just stop people tuning in and it will be torturous to sit through. This was so bad. This was bad. And they were piping in Shane O'Mac chants as well. So it still makes me think that they think that he's the babyface. What kind of what irks me about this is I think some of the content of this promo was pretty good. I quite like this idea of, of Shane being like, look, I would, I, you know, like he, was, he literally grabs the mic and he runs away from Braun. And he said, I wanted to say this to you face to face. Like, that's really funny. Like he didn't, like as he's yeah. running away from him saying, I want to say this to you face to face. and then. Then goes through this whole like, like stuff where he's like forgetting his words and then says, now, I would never call you stupid. I would never say you're so stupid. You fell from a tree and hit all of the stupid branches on the way down. I would never say your aunt's stupid. This that, and the other. And then at the end of it, it's like, but you are stupid and then runs away. So there's some content of this promo that's really good. But kind of like what I said with the Miz cashing in and being this chicken s word character that's just trying to get out of things, it would have been so much better if this was a new character and not nearly like 50-year-old Shane still acting like he's in his 20s. Yes, yes. Or Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. Because I keep on thinking, what what is happening here? 
Beyond the confines of this ridiculous promo, what is happening? Why are Shane and Braun feuding? And I don't think there's ever going to be this revelation promo. Here's why I really hate you, Braun Strowman, because it seems to be based on Shane thinks Braun's stupid. So we've had Shane not put Braun in the Elimination Chamber match. Fine. That's kind of when Shane made his return and they sort of kicked all this off for no reason. Then there was the tag title thing the previous week, which is kind of a generous thing. Here's a tag title match. And it was Braun who tagged in Pierce, which kind of lost it for him. So the only like real tension between Braun and management is all those months ago when Adam Pierce had the audacity to say, last but not least, and Braun Strowman headbutted the guy. Like why? Yeah. Why can't Adam Pierce have this role? He's a he's a much better wrestler than Shane McMahon is. Oh, yes, oh me, either. please, please, please. Adam Pierce is not a star. Shane McMahon mm. is a star. We need the stars for WrestleMania. That 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 is why that it's it's Shane McMahon. You're right. It makes totally way more sense if it's Adam Pierce. But Adam Pierce is Adam Pierce. What they need here is they need a star in Shane McMahon. We also like Shane was a babyface last week. He was a big part of getting Miz into the ring for the match against Bobby Lashley. So Shane McMahon's a heel. Braun Strowman's a heel. Bobby Lashley's technically a heel. The Miz is a heel. In the main event of this show, Randy Orton's a heel. AJ Styles is a heel. That's a problem. I, I think Bobby Lashley's a babyface now. Like The promo that he cut on this show... And like the presentation around him, I feel like he is a baby face, but MVP Shelton Benjamin and um, Cedric Alexander are still heels in the herd business because they're feuding with New Day. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic changes when he enters this sort of inevitable feud with Drew. I feel like they'd want to make the roles a lot more defined, but we'll see. Uh, also, in all of this, our truth did some men in black comedy by trying to erase Ay. Ben Strowman's mind. He also did some Space Jam references. You know, film came out in 1996. Men in Black was actually a more current, uh, up-to-date reference. It came out in 97. So that was a more up-to-date reference there. And, you know, Space Jam's in the news because they got the yeah. new film. Yeah, because they made Lola Bunny minging. How dare they? <laughs> she was so sexy beforehand. Come on. How could I wank to this new version of Lola Bunny? Come on, guys. Sort it out, Warner Brothers. I've tried and I couldn't do it. And that's not just because I'm in lockdown with my lady partner and there's no spare time anymore for Ollie. <laughs> Kawaii, I'm the cutest. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, let's see what you guys think in the hyper chat. Get those all in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Uh, Gonzalo Oliviera Fiale says, I think the whole Shane thing was to try and make Braun look stupid without him even noticing it, but the heavy breathing thing was just stupid. Bottom line, I actually enjoyed that segment, but not looking forward to that match at WrestleMania at all. Oh, that match. I mean, I've been saying this is this is bad from the off, but I am not looking forward to Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a singles match. Oh, no thanks, mate. And like, and you're right, like it's just you've said this before, but it's just gonna lead to Shane McMahon falling off something big, right? Like that's so Shane can go and do his yearly stunts. But it's yeah, I, I, dude, like I said, it was this we had this feud with the big show 21 years ago. Like I, I don't I don't really fancy reliving that again, but now with a much older Shane in a character that doesn't make as much sense. Might not be. Might be a straight up wrestling match. We've seen it. You can, can out wrestle people. Yeah, you can out wrestle uh, AJ Styles. Poet the poet's poet. I haven't watched War since Hell in a Cell 2019. Very interesting that because that's when the fiend was sort of botched. Uh, and been keeping up with the product product through you guys. Plus, I missed the Shane O'Brien interaction and was wondering, could you two give me a breath-to-breath recap? Jam that jam. I think we've done that already. No more breaths. It's off pudding. Uh, Alan Met. Hello, guys. I've been watching wrestling my entire life, 32 years. I've never seen a time where Raw and SmackDown were so corny, predictable, and bad. Not really sure why I still watch it. I agree with Ollie. It's not bias. It's true. AEW is just better. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a f- perfectly fine episode of Raw. Um, it felt like last week's episode in the sense of we got a lot of the same matches from last week's episode. But, you know, I, th- I thought it was pretty okay. They're different audiences. You know, SmackDown and Raw, totally different thing to AEW and NXT. Uh, oh, yeah. Alan Metz, at the end when Alexa set off Pyro to distract Orton and only three corners went off, was that a jab at AEW? No, it's just a. Pro- no, did you not see? Yeah, only the the bottom right corner didn't go off. Um, um, and I did, it was not a jab at AEW. I think it's just a production error. However, then WWE on Fox's Twitter account like retweeted, being like, "This is the great explosion I've ever seen." And I'm like, "Guys, yours went wrong as well. Not to the same degree, but I think if if you're gonna throw a stone, make sure that your stone is good." <laughs> It's all good fun. Uh, Greg Murphy really enjoyed the start of Raw. Lash's entrance was great. Sans lightning. He looked uh, Sans's without in French. He looked like a beast. Then Raw got hyper weird. Steel Steps of Doom. Braun and Shane having two bad segments. And then Black 
vomit. I hate when supernatural stories leak into others. I think using French words in sentences is a bit passe. <laughs> Anthony Vasquez, thanks guys for watching Raw so I don't have to. I'd rather watch your Raw review than Raw itself because it seems like Raw is bad every week. We get that a lot. We are the heroes in this situation. Jericho mm -hmm. X Titan, thank you so much for being entertaining. Luke, your impressions are hilarious. WWE programming is awful. Drew versus Sheamus aside, why do you watch Raw? I get you have a job to do, but why? Uh, it's my job to do so. Um, that, 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 that is why uh, we do it. But thank you very much for the compliment, though. It's very kind of you. Yeah, we wouldn't. We're, we'd just catch up on YouTube, read live reports. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I think that's what I would do. Watch the pay-per-views. Oh, uh, yeah. Dex Sinister. I'd watch NXT. That's what I'd do. Dex Sinister. Uh, hashtag Randy Orton to be transformed into the Fiend confirmed. Well, the, yeah, this really felt like that's the way the story is going now, is that the the fiend is going to be born out of randy orton right possibly like yeah. even in a firefly funhouse match at wrestlemania like it's not it's not randy versus the fiend it's literally just randy orton goes into the firefly funhouse and that is how we get the fiend back he is born out of like the whatever out of his mouth chestbuster style or yeah he's gonna vomit out a fiend I'd love them to do it chestbuster style because then we could get like a Randy Orton like um like prosthetic that's like Ugh! like you know like an old alien movie like oh no like the busting out one of the thing or something like that if they, if we could get like really good like eighty style prosthetics for this and the thing um style I would think that'd be oh, that'd be almost that'd be awesome I think if you transition that into Baby Fiend like how we got Baby Groot yeah smaller it'll have to grow up. Oh, baby fiend. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Dylan Star with a huge hyperchat. Thank you so much, Dylan. Um, thought Raw was boring. Actually fell asleep a little over halfway through hour two, so I can't comment. Here's $50 American endorsing Ollie as the cutest kawaii that kawaii. Otashiwa Oribades. Ohio gozaimasu. Konnichiwa. This is a gimmick that is going to get over. This will get way more over than Mr. Davis. I road tested it with my lady partner on our walk <laughs> an hour ago. <laughs> uh, so, yes, wait. Get all of your hyper chats. Get all of your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Right now, let's talk about this full episode of Raw play-by-play, -play, opened with a video recap package of Bobby Lashley winning the title last week from Miz. We got the whole story, and then we get a backstage cold open, really, after that, on the Hurt Business, walking down the corridor, all in suits, draped in gold. Mm. Oh, but they look awesome. They look so, yeah. so cool. They look, and um, Bobby looks great as the uh, the WWE champion. And he then cuts this promo with not Renee, essentially telling us what we just saw in the video package. But you know, it's it's fine because it's it's you know Bobby Lashley's the champion. He looks great in the suit, uh, and he tells the story that we just heard 
you know, just five minutes earlier or 30 seconds earlier. And then thankfully the Miz comes out for his match against Bobby Lashley. And he also cuts a promo that recaps the video package that kicked off at the start of the night. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I really do. I am following along this story. I did not need three different ways of telling me the story. I don't know who they think these are playing to because fewer and fewer people are watching Raw every week. It's not like there's these drastic increases of viewership where, oh man, we got to catch people up. No, you're, you're driving away viewers. Uh, yeah. Miz really oh. went detailed as well. He went it into was, yeah. every single way he, he schemed out of that uh, having the match. It was Fun fact, boring. we actually just, we just passed the anniversary of um, TNA going live every Monday night against Raw. Like the Monday night war started again. And as a lot of people pointed out, that's like those two combined shows drew nearly 7 million viewers like across two shows. And here we are, uh, you know, 10 years later and barely two uh, are watching Raw. But yeah, they, they, feel, they feel the need to facilitate those two by explaining uh, these storylines in, in great detail. Uh, also, lovely to see Miz getting his automatic rematch clause that no longer exists. <laughs> and there are no authority figures here. It was, mm. it's, a, it's a new WWE. Uh, so, yeah, Bobby Lashley got a match with The Miz. You know what, like, as repetitive as the opening was up until this point, I enjoyed how much of the show in one, like, complete segment was was focused. It wasn't jumping around, like, here's a backstage interview, here's a video package, here's a charity bit. It, it, was, it, felt, it made it feel more sporting, um, which I think is a legitimacy that Bobby and his MMA past brings. So I, I did like that. And we got a whole new presentation of Lashley for what was essentially a prolonged squash match that he won. We've now got a little sort of video, a pre-entrance video video. I love it. Absolutely. I love, it, yeah. I love it. And like, not only that, but you notice like he kind of, he turns into the AR and like the AR like turns mm. back into him. Like it's, I think the presentation, this is really cool. And it makes me think, he is not a transitional champion. I don't think he's dropping the belt at Mania. This felt like the presentation of a long-term champion. And I am all in for that because I thought Lashley looked awesome. Absolutely awesome in all of this. If I had to be hypercritical, I think they are confusing uh, a couple of themes here. Like it's, it's all based around the almighty Bobby Lashley. And he is a god. He's like this Greek god from Olympus who's come down to kick ass. We've got lightning. He like it's all very sort of holy and Greek style. The the little package that happens before his hurt business entrance, and then we get the hurt business bit. I'm like, huh. I love like it's great presentation. Really makes him feel big time. But I would prefer it to lean more into the business CEO of pain vibe. Um, yeah, no, I agree. But they're really leaning into this almighty thing. And yeah. just in case you weren't, you didn't quite pick up on it. Um, they said it a lot in the opening video package. Bobby Lashley then said it a lot during his promo. The Miz said it a lot during his promo. And then the commentary said it a lot during the match. He is almighty. Uh, he the, That's his gimmick. He is the almighty. This is the almighty era. So, and I think if you are going with the almighty thing, you do have to step away from the, the business part of the hurt business and just focus on this part instead. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would go, I wouldn't go almighty. I'll go the CEO or, or something like that. The chief executive yeah, of pain. That's, you can't put that on t-shirts. I asked too much to put on a t-shirt. Yeah, have, you seen the, have you seen WWE's like t-shirt design? That's way too much work to make that fit onto a t-shirt. Three letters. 
so the Thunderdome fans had their thumbs down for Bobby. So that that implies to me that they're getting I some direction. Either heel. That. I yeah, mean, they one hundred percent. They yeah, they one hundred percent will have been told by the director to give a thumbs down. But I didn't notice that. But this whole presentation to me felt like a babyface thing. So that's cl- mm. that's clearly me being off with what they're presenting on TV. There's definitely elements of grey for Bobby's character, but he beat Miz. He, he sort of drew it out. It was Miz was never any real trouble to him. Made him tap in the hurt lock. Drew McIntyre's watching backstage, and then uh, Drew's attacked as he starts to cut a promo on Bobby. He gets attacked by Sheamus and Adam Pearce. Books a no DQ match in a few segments' time. Yes, um, uh, which you know I'm kind of in for because I really loved their match last week. But when you open this like show with Bobby Lashley versus The Miz for the WWE Championship, and then say, and the next match is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, I'm like, cool. This is exactly the show I saw last week. <laughs> uh, but it was good. Both of those were good. Best things on Raw, I thought. We also got so this was a meant to be. This was meant to be a championship celebration for Bobby. That was dropped without anything. Yeah, well, you know, plans change. Yeah. Plans change. Uh, we got a little trailer for WrestleMania back in business <laughs> uh, because we're going to have people there, of course. You had the Rock's voice going, finally, about having people. And they were pushing very hard. Hey, tickets are going to go on sale at this point next week. So, yeah, looking, I very much looking forward to it. So Same here. Really, really am looking forward to this. Uh, we also got a promo package for Rhea Ripley. We had two of these uh, through the night. Coming soon, she is, which means to me, still says to me, they have zero plans for her. And like when, so I'm a big fan of MasterChef, as you well know. Uh, it's one of my favorite TV shows. BBC do this a lot where like they don't tell you what the air date is. They just say it's coming soon. And that doesn't get me excited for MasterChef. What gets me excited for MasterChef is knowing that it's about to happen. And now they're doing the same thing with The Great British Menu, another show that I absolutely love. Keep playing trailers for it and being like, it's coming soon. I'm like, cool, but when? Because when you tell me when, and I can get excited for it. And I was thinking about that a lot with Rhea Ripley because I'm not getting excited for Rhea Ripley because coming soon means diddly dick. So I used to work in TV. And I will tell you the general rule of thumb for this. Coming soon is four to two weeks away from premiere. Uh, then the date is done from two weeks out. And then the week out from the premiere is the specific time and date. So what you're saying is the Rhea Ripley will be debuting. Um, well, we've had two weeks last week. coming soon. <laughs> last week. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if, if you get angsty about when The Apprentice is going to start, that's when it's going to happening. Uh, then we got the Braun promo with Shane McMahon, the first part one of it, God, and the R-Truth comedy. But then we did get Drew versus Sheamus. Started off super hot. Drew attacked Sheamus in his entrance. No DQ, so loads of weapon spots. We got kendo sticks, chairs, and it was it was like really good from the start bit. And then they had a commercial break and they came back and it was even better. Like all these yeah. really cool creative spots built around their offense. We got... Uh, Seamus threw a chair into a Claymore attempt. Oh. Drew then hit the Claymore and Seamus fell out the ring. I'm like, no, oh, he can't pin him now. Drew gets out there, bro kick, awesome stuff. And the crowd even start going, this is awesome. I'm like, for once, that's deserved. They both pick up the steel steps, charge at each other like jousters. They hit each other in a way where they headbutt the steps. And then Drew spills over the barricade. Seamus is there on the floor. 
and the referee rules and no contest draw kind of thing. A crappy finish to what was an excellent match. Yeah, really, really good. Um, Sean Ross App uh, was saying on Fightful Select that apparently Vince McMahon loved the match between Drew and Sheamus last week, like absolutely loved it. And, you know, he and a lot of other the higher ups are saying, you know, that this is Sheamus's best work that he has done mm. in WWE. So I wonder if off the back of that match last week, which, you know, really felt like it was kind of the blow off to this because Drew won clean and it was, you know, a quite it wasn't it was a decisive win. There was no like shenanigans in all of this. Drew won the match and they were, you know, establishing him as the number one contender to the title. But I wonder if if because Vince loved the match last week so much that he now wants to spin it off into an actual feud and this you know might lead now to a pay-per-view match at fast lane for the number one contendership spinning off into an actual feud you mean the feud that they had last month where every all of wwe's management said yeah but that's not a good enough feud on on camera in <clears throat> storyline they said it wasn't good enough and then you know, if that's the case and I, I i agree with you i think that's what's happening behind the scenes don't do the match here. Like, have an angle here. Yeah, but you, build but you, up that they, feud But they again. did have an. And, they did yeah. have an angle here. Well, don't give us that incredible match then. Save that match for the pay per view, and then you can give us an actual finish. I know, but Davis, they've got three hours to fill, so you need to have a twenty-minute match here to fill That's up fair. some of the time that you've got. That's fair. I can't. I can't uh, argue with that. <laughs> so what I really did like here, and I, I love Drew's attention to detail. You see it all the time in his matches. Is the way it's weird for him to fall over the barricade at the end. Mm. Like they could have just fallen, uh, sort of on the same side, and referees would check. I just I thought it was such a, a and I've got to think it was intentional. Just a really smart physical representation of this divide that's come between two friends. Ooh, that's nice. I like yeah. that. That's really I, cool. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't spot it, but, <laughs> I, but I, I really like it. I think that's, that's a really, really nice thing. If that is what is intentional and, you know, Drew is a man who is intention to detail oriented and Seamus as well in this view to give mm. him credit. Um, I love that. Actually. I think that's really, really nice. Uh, we got a recap of the stupid Randy versus Fiend feud so far, and that went into uh, this guy called Kevin Patrick. Who's he? A backstage he's the, interviewer. He's their new Irish interviewer, and he's called Kevin, and he's their new broadcast colleague. Why didn't he get any coming soon video packages? You can't just <laughs> chuck a guy in front of me. I'm used to tiny women interviewing wrestlers. I know. I'm taking I just... you person. Oh, I was so surprised at seeing this new backstage interviewer that I didn't catch his name. I had to rewind it to be like, what was the guy's name again? Oh, it's Kevin Patrick. This was the newest thing on this episode of Raw. Everything else we've seen a million times before. Anyway, AJ Styles was being interviewed uh, by him and Randy got in his face. AJ was like, huh, you've lost it, mate. And Randy's like, I've lost it. And he's obviously going a bit crazy because of what The Fiend's doing to him. And they booked a main event for later on. A WrestleMania caliber main event as commentary spunked over themselves of Randy versus AJ. I literally wrote in my notes here, AJ Styles accepts the match. I'm waiting for Tom Phillips to call this a WrestleMania caliber match. And then just as I finished typing that, Tom Phillips, like clockwork, it's a WrestleMania caliber match. It is. I love them. It I is. love them both wrestling. Dude, they literally uh, had a go... WrestleMania match. So it is a WrestleMania caliber match. 
Shelton Benjamin then took on Xavier Woods in that sort of standard champion tag champions in a singles match get beaten by the sort of challengers. So Woods Woods beat him in a couple of minutes. Good stuff, but they think any time. Uh, yeah, having kind a tag of looks like we're going. Yeah, for the titles. For the titles next week, yeah, they announced two title matches uh, for next week, which is New Day versus The Hurt Business for the tag titles and Riddle versus Ali for the US title. Mm. And yeah, it was weird because they they announced the tag title match and then had (laughs) this singles match where Woods picked up the win. So it always felt like you could have done this match that would have then set up the match for next week as opposed to doing it kind of the other way around in reverse. But yeah, it was was decent stuff, just very short and, and Woods got a sneak roll up for the win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Hurt Business drop it next week. I do not want them to. I think that's a terrible idea. But I, I can see WWE going, ah, oh, but we need some, like, we need to freshen up the tag division that we haven't done anything with for four months. I, I got the Hurt Business to retain, only because Woods picked up the win here. After that, we got the other kind of setup match for the title match next week. Matt Riddle took on Slapjack <laughs> uh, ahead of Riddle versus Ali. This was. I thought this was very good for, again, very short match, but man, it was high octane. Riddle's great. It's like Riddle and Slapjack said to each other, ask stupid characters before the bell, whatever. As soon as the bell rings, let's have an actual proper modern wrestling match. So I appreciated that. Riddle won with the bro, Derek. Yeah, uh, I thought this was really, really <clears throat> fun, actually. Um, it's... The the promo that Matt Riddle had backstage talking about his scooter and then the New Day came backstage and talked about his scooter made me not like any of them. But then Matt Riddle came out and started kicking the crap out of Slapjack. And I was like, oh yeah, no, he's awesome. I forget about like he's really good in the ring. And you know, with Slapjack is, it's the dumbest name, but he it's still Shane Thorne and Shane Thorne's really good. So this was really, really fun. And it sets up Ali versus Riddle next week. I, I've got, I imagine Riddle's going to retain, but... You know, putting the title onto Ali might not be the worst thing in the world. Might give Retribution some legitimacy, maybe. Yeah, and it kind of cements Ali as the leader because he shouted at Slapjack again here for losing. He's been berating them for weeks. And I just think, well, why? what has he ever done for them? Why would they stick around? I guess bringing them into the main roster, but it's hardly been a success. We also got a little graphic, a little graphic at the bottom of William Regal saying he has two game-changing NXT announcements for Wednesday's episode. Yeah, so the uh, the running theory is that, because there are three announcements that are to be made, really, which is that NXT is moving to Tuesdays, two-night takeover, and the introduction of the NXT women's tag team titles, which the, the latter of which I think is a huge error, because the last mm. thing this company needs is more tag titles, or more titles, really. <clears throat> Um, particularly when like the whole point of the WWE women's tag titles is that you can go between all three brands. I think you need mm-hmm. to have an NXT version of this. Um, so it, it'll, it'll be two of those three essentially being announced this coming Wednesday. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, take over, move to Tuesday nights. And for everyone asking, we're working on it. We're working on what our NXT plan is going to be. Um, then we got the Shane and Braun segment. Good God, it took up about an hour just by itself, or at least it felt like it. And then we got, have you seen my my Raw review video from this morning? I have not, no. I couldn't get through this. I never <laughs> break. And if I do break, or corpse as we call it in the UK, I, I don't let it into the episode. But I, I, I don't, I rarely break. 
I couldn't get through this bit without laughing. Because what happened, folks, is we got a video recap package of Nia Jax doing my whole ow. And then it's also International Women's Day. So they go from that to a package saying, hey, International Women's Day. And then they come back and are like, remember our Girl Up campaign, supporting women and young uh, girls and stuff in the world. Isn't that great? And they do that over just this throwaway Divas era storyline that was more focused on Samelia Reginald, who's on Raw now with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. How about three gimmicks that have no reason to be anywhere near each other and of course reginald's in the match it's just he he distracts naomi lana takes the pin just utter utter nonsense and and wwe like women brilliant so i um this is bear in mind now we are into the third hour of this show like all the stuff that we talked about which wasn't much was two hours of television long old two hours and in this you know the start of this third hour we got the the recap that you spoke there the promo for uh, girl up and international women's day the tag match a promo for Charlotte Flair being on Straight Up Steve Austin, a promo for Rhea Ripley, and then not Renee interviewing Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke with Charlotte Flair appearing. And I thought to myself, it was, and it was weird because I was like, man, we're two hours into the show. We haven't had any women on this show whatsoever. And it is International Women's Day. And then they did all of this. And I wrote my notes. I feel like I'm watching Dynamite. You know where Dynamite groups all of their <laughs> women's segments together and they're in the second, in the final hour of mm. the show. That's what we got here. These women's segments were not spread out throughout the show. They were all condensed into this the women's section of this show. It really was like dynamite. And none of them were good. Like this tag match, you know, the, so Reginald is on Raw now. So he oh, was... Carmella fired him on SmackDown. Sasha slapped him. Like, I don't know why that wasn't the end of Reginald. No, he has not been a success as a character. Uh, I don't know anything about the performer, really, but like the stuff that's been given to him has been crap. Who who thought? Again, it's like, oh, people don't like this character. Let's put him with another character to get the more heel heat. When it's like, it's the bad kind of heat. It's I don't want to watch this show anymore heat. At least. I mean, is he though? I was about to say, at least he's not in the bank's stuff anymore because like i i do not need reginald involved in my banks versus bianca Belair feud but as pete pointed out in our morning meeting today because i was very I, I was like i said oh no reginald's on raw now like i've literally written in my notes oh no he's on raw now and then pete was like yeah but nia jackson chain and baser are still defending the titles against Belair and banks at fast lane so he's still gonna be on smackdown mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't need him in that feud. And, I, and, you know, with Nia Jax, I think it makes more sense for him to be involved with Nia Jax. But at the same time, like, I'm not into it whatsoever. He's a sommelier. Why, why does it make more sense for him to be with Nia Jax? Because he is this, like, you know, he's, he's the cuck of this relationship, right? Like, because Nia Jax is the big, strong woman. So it's funny that the small man is you know is is being kind of looked after by the much larger lady that's that's the comedy right there plus he's Women's a sommelier <laughs> do you remember like how much we laughed when oh how we laughed when wwe uh, hate the word manager so much they're going so far away from using manager they've introduced a sommelier <laughs> yes it's not a manager though 
he's a sommelier. It was all bad. Uh, the total waste of Naomi. Like I, I, I'm annoyed oh, with mate. myself for even getting excited that she was back because, of course, the company doesn't see anything in her. It's those sorts of uh, wrestlers like Christian that the company have never seen anything in and will never see anything in. So there's no point getting excited about people like Naomi, about people like Chad Gable, because it's never going to happen for them in WWE. It's absolutely soul-crushing. I hate it. Uh, and yep, that was bad. Nia won. This this was a feud, by the way, that's been built up for about a month. So whatever. Uh, it just makes me not care about anything. Then, uh, yeah, this clip of Charlotte on the Stone Cold Steve Austin show, putting her over as a baby face, driving a shark speedboat thing. I described it in my review as like, please like Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is totally the baby face. She's the queen. She is the, the baby face that we all love. And then we got... Yeah, that the Mandy Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are like, oh boy, howdy, you know, the the most unconvincing friends in all of WWE, and that's saying something. And like, boy, howdy, we're gonna go to WrestleMania and get the women's tag team titles. Like, oh god, that's such a boring feud that we've already had. And Charlotte walks in, insisting on wearing heels, presumably. She's a full head, taller than both of them. Like the camera has to reframe up to get them all in the screen. Such like, and she's like, huh, you show it to me. You got five weeks from here to mania. Like she's this locker room leader. She is so unlikable as a screen presence. She's a so heel. The, I know, I, dude, I know, man. But like, she's the baby face in their eyes. And like, the, you know, it, it's been very much like reported as we kind of speculated. The plan was for Lacey Evans to beat Asuka for the title at Fastlane. And then Charlotte Flair and Lacey would fight fight for the title at WrestleMania. Apparently, like, Rick was like pitching for him to have a match, like to get involved in a, in a match at some point, whatever that <laughs> would have been. So that, the plan was Charlotte was going to beat Lacey Evans as the big baby face at WrestleMania. Now that Lacey Evans is pregnant, they've now got to have Asuka in a match, which they don't really want to do because Asuka is another one of those talents that they just don't see anything in despite the fact she's been champion for almost a year uh, at this point outside of the two-week Sasha Banks uh, run that she had and so Charlotte is so the story is that Charlotte has demanded this match but for Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke they are going to fight for their opportunity right that's that's what they were saying in all of this it's just like we're not just going to ask for a match we're going to prove that we deserve this shot and I guess that the story they've been telling now for the last five months with this is that they cannot beat the champions like because they have had match after match after match singles match after singles match after singles match against jackson baszler and they've never won so i think in wwe's eyes they have told a compelling story of the baby faces cannot beat these heels but come wrestlemania they will and it's like the daniel bryan yes moment when like they finally overcome the odds and they finally get the win only I don't think they've told that story well. Mm. And so I'm 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 absolutely not invested in Rosenbrook as a tag act because even when they are facing they aren't facing Jackson Baszler, they still lose. So but who are they gonna beat now? Like who are they who are they gonna feud with? Like who are they gonna prove themselves to over the next five weeks? Like Naomi and Lana, I guess. They're the only other team that's on Raw. Yeah, and the, the at the crux of it, they're not engaging characters in the way they're currently being presented. They're totally cardboard cutout style characters. I mean, uh, yeah, but uh, David, did you see the moment when they flex their arms? 
character. Oh, yeah. like, and they're blonde. Yeah. Um, and the main event was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. L- legit a good match. I really good enjoyed match. this. They've got great chemistry together. And Randy did did show this like fiendish side to him. He definitely wrestled differently, more aggressive, more pacey. Uh, and and they worked a lot of cool stuff around each other's usual spots. Omos distracted Randy because he's just so big. But the ultimate distraction came when Alexa Bliss appeared on the screen with a jack-in-the-box, which is a good gimmick because it's from out of nowhere. And the pyro went on the corners, but only three of them. And Randy started vomiting black liquid. Referee didn't call it off then. Uh, And AJ won with a phenomenal forearm. And Bliss laughed to close the show. Yeah. It, uh, we've said it time and time again, they do not know how to book this feud for a long time, but they have got a long time. So we've got another five weeks uh, of this feud uh, still to come. The recap package of this really did highlight how silly this whole feud has been. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, a good match. Re- really good match, actually. Really good. Terrible finish with a terrible supernatural feud. And we're back again to the supernatural rubbish being the final show closing cliffhangers which is mm-hmm. a bad place to be and yeah just all heels uh and no no damien priest bad sign well bad, bad bunny, bunny couldn't be there so that means yeah. no damien priest at all well that's exactly it because again they're using bad bunny to give priest the rub so if you haven't got bad bunny there then why would you put damien priest out to you know and and, and actually do you know what i will ask uh, you this squash yeah but who's he gonna squash Elias again. He's going to have another competitive match with Elias. Just squash Gaza again. Squash. I don't know. Is Umberto Carrillo still employed? Is he on Raw? Is he going to squash him? Like, what? What? What were they going to do? So, if you don't have anything for them, don't put them out on TV. I kind of prefer it that way, as opposed to just putting them out there and having another competitive match with Elias. Mm. I thought I, it's more just like depressing that they can't <laughs> yeah. find anything for him. Uh, so overall, I gave this a three out of five. Crapped on it a lot uh, because, again, the middle part was really, really bad. But actually, the opening stuff with the Drew Sheamus, the Bobby presentation, and the action of the main event, I thought were very good. So yeah. by Raw's current standards, three out of five. I also gave it a three out of five as well. I thought it was a perfectly fine episode of television. There was nothing really to write home about, but there's nothing like massively bad on the show but mostly mm. because the the bad the stuff on the show stuff. is y- yes but i was gonna say the bad stuff we've seen in the show is bad stuff that we've already seen so it, it doesn't feel quite so bad when you've seen it multiple times over um the community poll was also very much in line with us 53 percent giving it an average mm. but you know <clears throat> it's leaning more towards the bottom half there because two out of five 23 percent 10 percent thinking it was a one out of five show there was someone uh in the in the um uh, the chat though in, in the replies who did think that this was a great show of Raw and scored it a, a five out of five. So, you know, credit to those credit to you if you really enjoyed this show. There was five percent of the people who did think that this was a five out of five perfect episode of the show. Well. Before we get on with all of our hyper chats, get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Let's thank our brilliant 
Pledge Hammers on Patreon at $25 a month or more backers. Luke and I will have a Wrestle Talk extra review of WrestleMania 19. Yes. Look yep, WrestleMania at that 19. poster. Oh. It is, yeah. It is a show that has got Jericho versus Michaels. Austin in his retirement match against The Rock, the third time they've had WrestleMania match together. Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in that Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar match. And Hogan versus Vince McMahon in genuinely, shockingly, a great match. Like, it's <laughs> on paper, on paper, should have been an absolute disaster. But in reality, it were bloody brilliant. So go over to Patreon, become a pledge hammer. You can get that when it's live. And you might even get a shout out on this show like our $25 backers. Hit the music. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Ah, legend. The incredible Tarzo. LL Cool J Pods. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Intense. Frank Campos. Pledge hammer power, hero in a half shell. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. Michael Plowman, that's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. The notorious Ali Atta. The good bad guy, Bryant Heath. Pick him up, loot sponge. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 9th of March, 2021, Golden Nick Holden. Thank you ever so much to all of you there. Right, hyper chat time. Rob Steedley. Do you think they're waiting for Lesnar to come back to have that Lashley versus Lesnar match? I certainly hope so. You know, that's what we want him to sort of retain against Drew Brock at SummerSlam. I think that's a brilliant play. Same here. Yeah, maybe like, I don't know, because they do want to have big spectacle for Mania. So Brock, you know, would be that. But what? who are you going to have Brock face at Mania to kind of get you ready for the, the Lashley match? Maybe the best option is keeping him off TV until we get to around to SummerSlam. I think bring Brock back the night after Mania. I think it's too soon to put together a proper program for him now. Gareth mm. Chesney, best way to get Bobby as a face is for MVP to bring Keith Lee into the Hurt Business, which causes friction before Bobby leaves. Bobby is out of the Hurt Business and Lee becomes the Bobby-style powerhouse of the group, plus could be a beefy one-on-one. Did you see um, Keith Lee's tweets today, uh, yesterday? They just said, I know, I miss you all too. So, like, it makes me sad because like, the report was that Keith is injured. But that kind of suggests that he's, maybe he is injured and he just misses being out there. Or maybe it's a case of he just doesn't really, you know, there's nothing for him. Like, the, you know, the company didn't have much direction. They, the storyline that he had was, oh, I think Seamus is going to turn on Drew. And then Seamus yeah. turned on Drew and Keith didn't care. Well, I think keep Bobby with the Hurt Business. I don't want to say, yeah. I think you can have him in there and just turn the Hurt Business into a badass tweener faction. Uh, and with Keith Lee, I think just have him feud with them. I think that's good enough. The Jam one Ryan B. Jam. Raw had about 10 minutes of women's stuff on International Women's Day. That, do you want to do it? This company. Ollie breaking during the news this morning kind of made up for this terrible Raw. Nate's go S. watch this. 
Nate S, they can have the fiend explode out of Randy, alien style in the funhouse, and then, just like Ray's eye, they can explain that they were able to reattach Randy's ribs and chest, and he should make a full recovery. Or there was a smaller chest just underneath. Well, the, the benefit of doing it inside the Firefly Funhouse is that nothing's really real in there. So it could have just been an illusion of the Funhouse, and he's actually a-okay. Nothing's really real on Raw either. It's always contra- uh, like uh, contradicting itself. Hello Donated. No, their name's just Hello there, not Donated. True versus Sheamus had a great match until the dud finish. If AEW did that, you'd love... What's that? That just happened Sunday? They didn't like it? I shouldn't be negative. I have to say something. You shill marks. <laughs> Very good. Yes, we do criticize AEW too. Uh, Activity Man, at least back in business, is better than In the Big City or Electric Boogaloo. Oh, no, I don't think you can get any better than Electric Boogaloo. That's a, you know, it, uh, you mock Electric Boogaloo, stood the test of time. People are still making references <laughs> to it, you know, 30 odd years later. And Greg Murphy, follow up. Yesterday I said Revolution was as bad as December to Dismember, and Ollie said I should go back and watch, so I did. I would like to officially take back my statement, as that is an absolutely stinking pay-per-view. I may have overreacted to Revolution. Hashtag recency bias. Yes, recency yeah. bias is real, folks. Let's it not really lose is. sight of the grand arcs of history. Your garbage mate. Uh, your your garbage mate. They're saying like gar- garbage with an accent. Okay. Hello, lads. How do you save the botched finish of Revolution, have the real Hall of Fame-worthy talent Gilbert debut for AEW, and have Kenny drop the belt after he kicks out of the one-winged angel? <laughs> hashtag my whole hashtag jam. It's only one way out of it. I mean, that is digging your way out. Hmm. Well, um, well. Oh, you go. You go. See say, oh, you, you save your voice, mate. You've had a long old couple of days. And uh, Nate S says, I don't believe for one second that Ollie Davis doesn't still think that Lola Bunny is hot. I believe in the mirror Randy Orton bit more than that Oliver Davis lie. Kawaii. Uh, Jack Crocombe. Uh, I also love the Great British Menu. That's bloody brilliant, right? Oh, it's so good. Like, I kind of miss the days when it was on five days a week and it ran for like three months. But still, like, you know, I, I kind of like, I, I love the new format of it. I think it's a really great show. Uh, Miguel Martinez, Ollie Davis losing his composure during the news was a- adorably genuine. Keep up the consistent consistency, boys. By the way, what's your guys' thought on Snyder's uh, Justice League? Doesn't need to happen. And it's a big waste of money. And the studios have no idea to what to do about streaming. I think it is. I mean, it's it's not the Snyder Cut. Uh, it is possibly the first example in movie history of a mulligan, where it was like, oh man, the first one we made was rubbish. Let's listen to all of the uh, fan feedback of it and just redo it with all the stuff that the fans wanted in the movie. Um, and then it looks like we're appeasing to the fans. So it's interesting from sort of a history aspect, but I've a uh, little interest in seeing a four-hour Zack Snyder Justice League movie. I had zero interest in watching a two-hour uh, Zack Snyder Justice League movie, let alone four hours. Yes, Mr. Davis. Recut it as a limited series. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, probably. But um, uh, yeah, long story short, 
I don't think I'm that interested into it either. Uh, Myron Speed, shout out. Also, the Joker looks so silly. It looks well funny. Uh, Myron Speed, shout out to all the incredible ladies on International Women's Day that helped make WrestleTalk what it is. Looking at you, Mod Mother. Special thanks to your respective lady partners for everything that they put up with. Kawaii Davis needs a Maki IT di- Maki Ito die job. You could do that, actually. Yes, that's a great idea. To do like the red and black dye hair on... Oh, that's a wicked idea. Not this hair. This is the source of my power. I won't be kawaii without the hair. Uh, And then finally, Anonymous says, Afternoon, guys. Long time, no ultra chat. Kawaii Ollie Davis, you say. I think it's time to charge up the tablet and draw some new fan art. It's officially a draw. It's making money. Thank you, everybody, ever so much. 54 minutes, Luke. We did. Well, one of the benefits. An hour 47 minutes yesterday. One of the benefits of Raw doing essentially the same show it did last week is there's less to say about it. That's one way around it. Yes. We still love you. We're sorry we're not here for you. Uh, Massively beyond that time limit that we impose ourselves every episode. But thank you ever so much for joining us and all of your hyper chats and anyone who went over to Patreon as well. Uh, go check out Wrestling Daily. Wrestling Daily have an interview with Big Cass on tonight. So that's going to be very interesting. Of course, maybe his return over the weekend, two weekends ago. And what else is coming up on the Wrestle Talk podcast channel, Luke? Well, this week we've got the AEW Dynamite review, see how they can dig their way out of the hole uh, that they created at Revolution. Uh, Then it'll be the Friday show with myself and Denise Salcedo talking about the biggest news from the week of wrestling and your Patreon mailbag questions. And then Pete and Andy will be live on Saturday doing the SmackDown review as well as we're building towards Fastlane. We'll have predictions for that show next week and live reactions where Ollie Davis, Mr. Davis, will be challenging for the Jam That Championship ahead of Wrestle Jamia. It's his last chance to get the belt before Wrestle Jamia. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, everyone. Now, I'd loaded up the support at WrestleTalk.com inbox because that is where all of our emails get sent to us, all of our correspondence. So I could go through who is Alec Baldwin to you because we've still got some uh, stragglers who are still trawling through his IMDb list to say a film that hasn't been said previously. <laughs> but this email caught my eye. Uh, it's I, I don't think you know it's, not, it's sort of intended for this podcast, but I'm going to go through this anyway. Um, I wanted to send this to you. I don't have the capacity or time to record a better version of it. I think it needs less SRS, but I think it works as a demo version. Not the best with bongos either. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this Quizzlemania song I've made. Ooh. Would you like to hear this Quizzlemania song? Should we play this live? Is is Megalodon a 25-foot prehistoric shark? (laughs) Yes! Right, well, let's share screen two. Um, oh, am I going to be one of those things where I can't share the audio? If I, if I set this oh, up now and I can't actually do it. Oh, Luke, no, mate, done, I might have done as we've well. We've been through this four months oh, ago. I when know. you kept trying to share audio work. with me on the podcast. I thought this one would work. Let's see if I try this. <sighs> Aha! I've nailed it. I've nailed it. It's absolutely fine. Uh, Chrome tab, Quizlemania demo, share audio. Boom, right in there. Right, okay, so this is the Quizzlemania song. I said, are you ready 
for the survival of the people who know the most about a very specific wrestling category. One, How many rounds two, are there here? Three. Sean in there, hasn't it? I had to mute my mic because I was <laughs> laughing too much, and that was cancelling <laughs> out the audio from the other, the audio share. Oh, that was, mate! I th was that it? I was into that. No, 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 there's there's another like two minutes of this left. Oh. It's a three minute forty song, obviously of the the WrestleMania song. I don't know if you heard the great thing then, where it was like Quizlemania, who will be the champ? Then you do the Quizlemania thing again. It's like Time to jam that jam. It's actually quite clever. I yeah. like it. I like how it reminds me of many other songs, like a bit of Uncle Cracker. I th I got a <laughs> bit of in there. Follow me and everything is all right. You laugh, but the opening guitar bit was similar. Oh, oh, that sounds WrestleMania. familiar as well. That's because it's the WrestleMania song. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it's the WrestleMania song. Oh, well played. You know more in jokes than I do, and I work here. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty. Who who made that? So that was made by uh, John Campbell, uh, who has said that. He uh, said, "If you want to make some edits, I can send the Garage Band file for someone who's got a Mac. You can essentially just do it yourself." Nice one. I mean, so many questions. But firstly, why bongos? <laughs> what was the artistic choice and decision making process like to get to get to bongos? Do you think it's like there's a bongo section, like a, a bongos thing in garage bands, and you're like, well, that's the that's what I'm heading for, or I've got a set of bongos and I don't have a drum loop that I can find, so yeah. I'll just use the bongos here rather than find a drum loop that will fit the guitar for the WrestleMania song. I think John's just doing a bongo flex because he said, hey, guys, I'm not that good at the bongos. Cue me playing the bongos pretty damn well. He is bongoing for compliments. <laughs> bongoing for compliments. That's nice. I like that a lot. I, I thought I was really good, John. I, I'm going to listen really... to the rest of it. We should we should share that with Adam. Maybe leave oh, yeah. a little a place on next week's Quizzlemania. 
I actually 100% think we should do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to file this away into Adam's section of the support <laughs> inbox. And so he won't answer it because Adam doesn't check the support inbox, despite the fact I keep telling him to check the support inbox. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll put it in his little, in, I'll put it in his pigeonhole and then I'll message him being like, Adam, there is a thing that you need to check. And eventually he'll get to it. He told me last week when I told him to check the emails for, for the lovely fans who send in correspondence for us to get back to him. And he said he, he was making a weekly reminder. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, that was wonderful. I am actually going to have to do some censoring on that, though, because Sean Ross Sapp has got a potty mouth. And Filthy. he swore during that song because he was very angry at Val Venus. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, have you got anything on for this evening or is it just more relaxation? It's relaxation in a post-revolution world. Like it, it was it was a long, long content producing day. Uh, well, and night. I only had two hours, didn't sleep brilliantly last night. Uh, and I've just got to recover still. I'm still upset about that goddamn explosion i've gotten over know. the anger and like aw should have had a backup plan i'm doing an impression of myself there moaning don't worry and and now i'm just sad for them yeah that's the that's the mode i was in yesterday where i was just just sad by the whole thing and like people keep making fun of it which 100 they should be doing because it's so easy to make fun of and it should be mocked and they should make fun of it. But every time I see someone making fun of it, I just think about Kenny scrolling mm. through Twitter and seeing it mm. and then getting sad again. Omega, that is not Macintosh. I'm sure that he's probably making fun of it himself. Should we spam nice stuff to Kenny's timeline? <laughs> Reverse trolling, what it's called. Yeah, if, what's, what's if you're listening called? to this, I thought there isn't like a nice troll thing. There isn't a reverse troll. If you're listening to this, go send Kenny Omega a nice message. Let him know that it's all right, that it went wrong. Lort. Lort him. That's reverse <laughs> troll. Right. Anyway, we need to wrap this up. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, we will see you um, not tomorrow. It's next week. We'll see you on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite Review. See how they dig themselves out of that hole. Uh, take care, everyone. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>